0: place we could go so close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish
1: Hey guys, what is up and welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 502. Starring Mr. Sniffles. 500.2. Yeah, I'm Mr. Sniffles and cough and possibly break out into sneezing fits. So be aware of that. That could happen.
0: And sneezing fits. Uh, I always have sneezing fits. I never just sneeze once.
1: It's, oh, it's the worst. When you sneeze like six times in a row and then you just finally come up for air and you're just like, your world has changed. It's crazy. <laughs>
0: yeah
1: the worst um but anyway so yeah a week ago actually is friday i believe um or actually so it was so last week we talked about how i only i had like no sleep because the kid kept waking up every 10 minutes or whatever and um come to find out it was because he was sick and uh so he was sick all friday and then sick pretty bad all saturday but then kind of snapped out of it and then was okay and so that was cool. But then, of course, like I start feeling sick, wake up a couple of days later with like a sore throat or whatever. And then that has uh, progressed into being uh, congested, sniffly, sneezy, coffee, all the symptoms they list on NyQuil. I got all those. Nice. So anyway, um, obviously, in the time we live in right now, it's like, hey do you have the Rona yeah. <laughs> any kind of sickness could be that. And I feel like the symptoms can vary wildly. It can be like one tiny little, like, you know, sore throat can be a symptom of, of having the virus. So, um, any the other part of this story is that, um, having a baby soon. We've talked about that before. Uh, come to find out we went to a doctor's appointment on monday it was the first time i've been able to go to an appointment with her with this pregnancy oh interesting which has been really crazy because that the last pregnancy i was at every single one and it was great
0: is it because of the rona and they only allow like yeah yeah
1: yeah it was for a long time it was no visitors and now recently basically since mid-june i think or or whenever it was that they like opened back up um all the everything um but this was the first time I've had a chance to, to go to the appointment with her, which was really cool. Um, cause they did a sonogram and got to see the little guy. And, uh, I actually had, that's a lie. We went, I went with her to a, it wasn't an appointment though. It was like, we had an issue and we had to go to the doctor, like not emergency room, but had to like go to the doctor quickly to get things checked out. And so I actually got to see a sonogram then too. So I did, I have seen the little guy, but, um, so it was cool that they were doing a sonogram with this one, too. I wasn't expecting that. Um, except that the sonogram shows the baby's breached, which mm. basically means he's flipped upside down. Yeah. But he can, they he's, can flip still, right? I mean, well, or is it too late? Yes. There's a lot of scenarios. So <clears throat> basically, yeah, he could flip on his own. That happens. It's not, you know, super common, but it's not super uncommon either. But, yeah, sometimes they'll just flip on their own. Um, apparently Pam's sister was breached and, um, they were all set to do a C-section or whatever. And it was like within the last hour before she was born, she just flipped on her own and everyone was like, Oh, okay. Um, and so what we're actually going to do is, um, on Sunday, go in, they're going to try and do like a manual flip. Basically, You try and twist the little guy around. Wow. Um, it's not super it successful. Sounds like a skateboarding it's, trick they're going to do. It's a, <laughs> do a manual kickflip out with the baby. Um, but anyway, it's uh, it's kind of like a, it's like 50-50 approximately um, yeah. if this works or not. And um, if it doesn't work, it's like, well, whatever. We'll just roll with it. Um, and if it does work, cool. But then even if it does work, there's always a chance he flips back and mm. gets re-breached or whatever. So there's a lot of different things that can happen. Um And so, but the other, the other thing is that, um, there's a very slim chance, less than 1% chance that, um, as they're trying to do the flip, something can go wrong and they'll have to do an emergency Mm C-section and, uh, it'll be 37 weeks. So it's not like, um, the baby's fine to be born. Then it's not like it'd be premature or anything like that. Um, they'd like it to be 39 weeks and I think 40 weeks is considered like fully to term or whatever. So, um, Anywho, so, um, because we're doing that on Sunday, because there is, although a small chance, there is a chance the baby just gets born on Sunday. Um, I wanted to make sure my sickness isn't the Rona and also be able to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if it is the Rona, I can't go. Yeah, that, that would really <laughs> I'm suck. I'm going to miss the kid getting born maybe or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll have to find out. But, uh, so yeah, yesterday, what was yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday morning, um. And then Pam Pam has to get a Rona test regardless. It's really weird because I'm allowed to – for this thing on Sunday, I'm allowed to be there. You're allowed allowed to have one visitor. And it happens in the labor and delivery part of the hospital for that reason. If it needs a C-section out of nowhere, they're ready. You're there. You're in the place you need to be. Um, But other than that, this whole flipping thing isn't like a medical procedure really. Um, But anyway, so they're basically like – okay, Pam, you need to get the Corona test before you come in. But I'm allowed to be there and I don't need to get tested. And I thought that was strange. I was like, then what's the point? If I could yeah. just be Ronaying everywhere while I'm there, you, you know. Just ro- so <coughs> ronan everyone. Yeah, so I, I just scheduled one for the same time as her test because you can just schedule tests freely for basically no reason at all. And um, so we both went yesterday morning to get ours and should know. Uh, sometime by like before Sunday, if it's the Rona or not. And, um, my first time getting a test, have you been tested for it before?
0: No, but I mean, um, I, I don't, I, well, I haven't been tested for, I mean, I haven't had any like brushes with it. I don't mm-hmm. fucking do anything. So I don't know where yeah, I right. get it. I stay home yeah. most of the time. And like, yeah. I don't go anywhere that is like Rona sensitive really like you know, yeah. hospitals or so.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I would say largely maybe not so much the last like month or two. I've definitely been a little more cash, but um, I was in the same boat. I never like had a reason to go get one or thought that I had it or anything like that. And also before it was kind of like you would need your doctor to be like you need to get a test. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like now where it's just, uh, you just go through the app and schedule one. Yeah, like, like I wanted
0: it. like before I got vaccinated, I wanted to do the um the test that um like she sees if you have antibodies like if you had it before because like maybe you had be, it yeah that'd be informative but mm-hmm. at the end of the day i was like well this doesn't really matter so
1: just shoot your mind control serum into me i don't give a shit yeah um yeah that's how i felt too so um anywho yeah my first time being tested i remember hearing all the horror stories of how they shove this swab up into your brain and Mm -hmm. scrape things around and how it's awful and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I was like a little nervous going in. Like, I don't want to, I don't want that. Um, but I did it for the greater good. And, uh, it turns out they actually changed their technique a little bit. Now they swab not as high up. It's still up there, but it's not like into your brain. Um, but they have to swab and circle it around for 10 seconds in each nostril. And that's a long ten seconds, and it's like it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's like not the greatest thing in the world either. Yeah. Um, and I actually felt like I feel like they, uh I don't know, disrupted my my nostril hairs or something. Like mm. the whole rest of the day, I felt extra it's like nose off, itchy yeah. and extra sneezy, and I was just like, there's not usually stuff up there like that, so I think they disrupted the the normal order of my my nose canal. Yeah. But um. Anyway, it wasn't too bad and uh, really easy to set up a test and stuff like that. So it's nice that there's – I mean it's nice that they have such a streamlined way of doing things, at least through Kaiser, which is the health insurance I have. So anywho, all that is to say that hopefully I don't have the Rona. Hopefully we can spin a baby on Sunday and hopefully yeah. we don't emergency have a baby on Sunday there's a small chance by next week's show. I guess at least there won't be a next week's show if I have a baby on Sunday. Yeah. (laughs) There might not be a week after that show either, but, uh,
0: at least he'd be in the right spot. Right. I mean, like that's, yeah, that's what drives me nuts about these. Um, I've had some friends that are like really into kind of like the, you know, all like home birth. Oh yeah. Like home birth, kind of like water birth kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, you do whatever you want, obviously, you know, it's your, your thing. But, um, I don't know. That always seems so irresponsible to me because it's like, you know, if you have some significant issue, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and you, you know, you lose your baby or, or, you know, your baby gets like brain damaged because of like oxygen deprivation or something because like your dumb ass wanted to do like some birth in your bed while you listen to native American flute music instead of being (laughs) in a hospital where like, they right. could be like, all right, this is fucked up. We're taking you down to the ER like right now and, yeah. and get the yeah, help yeah. you need in like a minute instead of like, yeah. okay, let's call 911. Yeah. Like, you know, like that seems crazy to me. But again, you know, that's obviously personal choice. I agree. Do whatever you
1: want, but do whatever you want. Go, just go have a baby in the forest by yourself. <laughs> but, call us when you're done.
0: But yeah, that's cool. No, I uh, hope that all works out. I mean, I, I guess yeah. it would be interesting, um, to hear what Pam thinks the recovery is like from normal normal birth versus C section birth. If you guys like can't get yeah. flipped around.
1: Yeah. I mean, according to, um, the doctor, it's more like, it's like a couple extra weeks of recovery time compared to a normal birth. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a lot more painful cause it's, uh, they cut, cut you up more or whatever. So, yeah. But I mean that regular birth is painful enough too. um, so the other weird thing, too, is so say we go on Sunday, the baby doesn't flip, we'd leave things as is. Um, and then they basically want you to schedule C-section and they want you to wait to the 39th week because um, the, uh, the longer they stay in, the better. I mean, they're, it's a good place for them inside the belly yeah. or inside the womb. Um, but also you try it now. The soonest you can try it is 37 weeks. So Sundays like as soon as we could try it. You do that because there's still gonna grow a lot in the next two weeks so you have better chances of spinning it around because just in two weeks more time he gets a lot bigger Mm. and then it's harder to spin him around the bigger they get so but the other um thing is say this doesn't work and we have to schedule c-section for week 39 um they will try again to spin them right before they do the c-section because they'll give you um, whatever it is, anesthesia or whatever that the spinal tap basically that they give you. And, um, once you're numbed up, I mean, this whole thing can be very painful and they don't for this one we're doing on Sunday, they don't put you under or anything like yeah. that. You're going to feel it. Um, but the one first for the C-section of the 39 week, you're going to have anesthesia anyway because they're about to do surgery on you. And so they figure, well, we can try a little harder to spin them and not, you won't feel it anyway. So they'll do like a last ditch effort. And if that doesn't work, they go through the C section. If it does work, then he's basically facing the right way. And um, I think they induce labor at that point. So you'd either way you'd have the baby then. Huh. But um Well that's cool, man. Yeah, that's uh that's neat. Gonna be a double a double dad. A double dad and then I don't know if it's related. I don't know if he can sense what's going on or whatever, but like the last three weeks or a month uh, Anthony's been an absolute pain in the ass. Mm. <laughs> he's been so much extra work. I don't know why he's been throwing these crazy fits, screaming his head off, having total meltdowns, which he doesn't normally have. And, uh, it could just be, he's two and a half and that's like the year of you being that way.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, or it could be that he's, I don't know, senses a change in the air, he, he knows his little brother is coming. He says, hi to him and stuff like it's, it's pretty cool, but once he actually is born, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out with the other kiddo. Yeah.
0: Well, Eli so, Jr. Yeah.
1: joining the family. Eli Jr. Yeah, feeling feeling crazy for having another baby. But yeah. Anyway, In so this economy. wish me luck. <laughs> 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 yeah. <I know. laughs> it's true.
0: Um, That's cool, though. I don't have yeah, anything then, uh, exciting going on. I sit at my house and play Warzone and uh, everything else.
1: I got really good yeah. feedback from a mm-hmm. uh,
0: few few podcast people. Checked out my game.
1: It got gave me really good feedback. Oh, good! So that was cool. I uh, I hadn't. I uh, I'll have to f- dig up the link if the test flight still works. I wanted to, all my test flight stuff through the work account. I think I bitched yeah. about this last week. How I have work account and a personal account, and it's annoying to flip back and forth. Um, yeah, I uh oh i put off flipping over to the work account as much as i can but every week when the new games come out i kind of need to download the new games and check them out so i'm currently on the work account i'll have to remember to to download nick cart nick cart racing yeah all stars yeah um
0: actually we should i believe there's an update push the test flight so it's oh, way but cool. it should be way better than what people saw last week so Nice, nice. Basically, tried to implement all reasonable feedback that wasn't a huge pain in the ass to do. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. slowly getting there, making games um, is hard.
1: No, it's not it's stupid. Yeah, just make it. Just, um, I uh, ooh, let's actually, I was gonna jump into one of the stories I had set out to talk about, but let's did you fast um, forward to it right now? Well, did
0: mm. you, I wanted to ask you, did you watch any? So, since we spoke last week they um there's been a bunch of hands-on of the steam deck did you watch any of those
1: a lot of them yeah actually probably most of them and i read i read the previews and stuff like that i've been soaking it all in as much as possible i'm kind
0: of um (laughs) kind of regretting getting the one with the matte screen now because like so the the top end one has like etched glass Mm -hmm. like the the way that apple used to do their screens that was supposed to like reduce um glare and stuff like that but i don't know man in these side-by-side photos like i've kind of vastly prefer the like plain old glossy screen
1: yeah i i I had a twinge of feeling that way too but then i've also some people were like um so first of all one of the previews i saw was like the 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 glossy screen is more saturated colors it looks better compared to the matte screen um, but then I've watched other direct side-by-sides between them, and they look identical. And so I don't know if it's maybe the units they had. Have, there's like a variation in some of the the screens or something like that. But I feel like it looks fine. And then I I've, I've, some of the previews, the person is like, Oh, I saw the matte screen and it's like noticeably better and mm-hmm. I I regret that I got the middle version or whatever. But then the other preview is like the exact opposite. It's like, "Oh man, I don't know if I really want this matte screen." So I think it's going to come down to a personal preference type thing. But I felt the same as you when I the first thing I read was like the matte screen is noticeably less saturated and it doesn't look as good and I was like, "Oh shit." Yeah, but it also might I think be, it'll be fine. It might be one of those things too where um you know, just
0: it photos way differently than it actually like looks in motion. Maybe like that was yeah. kind of, I was like, eh, maybe that's the case. I don't, I don't know.
1: Well, also there's a lot of times too, where it's like, uh, you have a screen and you think it looks great. Everything's whatever. Like you wouldn't notice unless it was side by side with something else anyway. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think it's going to come down to like, man, I feel like this screen is terrible. You're going to play the steam deck you have and like it and it'll be fine. And you get used to the colors or, or however it looks or whatever. But I, 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 you i i felt the same way um but i'm still i i would rather have the that the bet the top tier one yeah i mean i, so I like I'm the that. I,
0: I want the most storage because like steam games yeah. particularly are like absolutely crazy when it comes to that kind of yeah. thing but um i don't know i don't know how i feel about the matte version still but yeah what was interesting to me is i didn't realize that there was only one usbc port and it's on the top yeah like and i kind of wonder if um if uh valve is going to tweak that for the final design maybe because like everyone that it was like every single person that previewed it like pointed that out as like this seems really weird that the the Mm -hmm. ports at the top because like um so you could kind of tell i don't remember which of the videos i watched but one clearly was like later in the day after like a lot of people had complained about like the docking situation is really wacky because it's like you just put it in a stand, like just a yeah. piece of plastic basically that holds it up, which you don't even really need, and then plug the yeah. USB C port into the top, yeah. which just kind of just dangles out and just kind of looks weird. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't remember which of the YouTubers I watched that that did it, but it was like they someone at Valve had cobbled together like a couple different, like I think two ninety degree USB C adapters, so it yeah. looked like this thing that like hooked into the top, like it was like. Uh-huh you know, so the cord went like up, down and over and back instead of just like up and
1: dangling around. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't don't know. know. That's the least of my worries. I'm not really planning on docking it um, or even buying the dock. And It's it's one of those things, too. I mean, every single person that
0: did a video was, uh, you know, like they caveated like absolutely everything that they were saying with like, you know, this is Extremely early hardware, like Valve has told yeah. us a million times, this is not representative of the final device. Like they just want people to check yeah. it out to kind of like see what the prototype
1: unit you know, looks like. Now, you know, right, right. Um, I think um, if they're doing a dock, it would make sense to have one on the bottom for sure. My preference, though, is to have two: one on the top and yeah. one on the bottom, yeah, yeah. because nothing sucks more than playing Switch, laying down, and having a charge, and having a stupid freaking charger digging into your belly, mm-hmm. which is an issue I have. <laughs> so I'd rather not, I feel like the Steam Deck's something you're going to be playing, connected to power a lot, oh, yeah, you know, at home yeah. or whatever. So, um, but yeah, I don't think it would, I, I don't design these things, so I don't know how hard this sort of thing is, but I feel like throw another one in on the bottom for docking, and um, even if the top one was just like just for charging and no data or something like that, although I'm not even sure that's possible. Yeah. I, no. I think once you're USB-C, you're, you're doing it all anyway. But, um, yeah, I, I would like to see that. But who knows? It might be um, too difficult to design with the way the board is. It sounds like everything's really smashed in there pretty crazy yeah. and all very customized and stuff like that. So it might not be as easy as just like throw another board in. But, um,
0: yeah, the, the one but thing... yeah, I don't
1: know. It'll be fine.
0: But one thing, honestly, that kind of had me a little disappointed in the whole thing. And, and again, you know, it's, it's hard to say how optimized this stuff is yet, you know, like both, like the software is clearly running on like their weird little emulation layer, uh, on SteamOS yeah. and all this stuff. Right. Um, but I was kind of expecting the performance of the thing to be a little better because like, yeah. um, one of the videos was like showing like, Hey, here's Witcher three running and we can get it up to medium settings and still having it. Like, perform yeah. pretty well on, mm-hmm. you know, as far as frame rate is concerned. But, I mean, like, I don't know if running a six-year-old game on medium settings is, like, a,
1: a benchmark that is cool or good or <laughs> anything <laughs> well, like that, yeah. you know? I think running Control, seeing how good Control was running, was, a, was pretty impressive. But then they did show a couple other games that kind of lagged a lot or whatever. Um, I've run into all these these problems with the wind max trying to get things to run mm-hmm. on it. Um, and it's the same deal where it's very game to game basis where some things you just load it up and it works. And then some things you load up and you got to fuck with the resolution or change other things or
0: yeah. do other weird
1: things to your system. And, and you can like eke out better performance if you know what you're doing, but it's like a, 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 a sort of like tweakers black hole. For, yeah. See, I, I want to deal really- with. I don't
0: remember if it was in one of the comments of the video or on Reddit or something, but but someone was saying... Because I saw a lot of people that were like, medium settings on Witcher 3, that seems weird. Like, that's an old mm-hmm. game now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw people that were saying stuff like, well, you know, keep in mind, like, as, as this thing comes out, like, developers are very likely going to update their games to just have, like, the, you know, low, medium, high, and then Steam Deck settings. Because yeah. there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of stuff that like, so for instance, I guess like draw distance is a good example, right? So when you're playing on a small screen, um, like super duper fall far draw distance is not necessarily that useful because like, you know, you're, you're basically just the, the things are so tiny cause just the, the screen mm-hmm. size, you know? So, um, whereas like up close stuff is more important. So it was kind of like, discussing the idea of like a a dynamic kind of like visual setting where it takes into account how certain visual settings can be way lower, but certain kind of, because of that can be then way higher and kind of have the same performance envelope of having it look better than it actually does because it's kind of like dealing with, um, just tricks of what your eye sees looking at a very small screen like that. If that makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think, um, I think Valve's whole goal with this thing, because, like, uh, you know, it's such an enthusiast market right now for Mm -hmm. these little handheld PCs. And it's filled with people that are like, I'm fully willing to spend all day tweaking just to get one game running acceptably well or whatever. Valve's dream, I think, is to like remove all that stuff and be like, here's SteamOS. It looks like a Switch. You scroll through games and press play and it plays and you don't have to do anything or whatever. And I think. Ultimately, what you're saying is, is going to end up being the case where, like right now, games can recognize things like, oh, you're running this processor. You have this yeah. GPU. Oh, you have this resolution screen. You know, it can like predetermine and then like preset itself or whatever. And so if this thing, Valve says they expect to sell millions of these things. So, I mean, that's a good number of things enough to um, for developers to be like, OK, I'm going to put in a Steam Deck sort of like configuration. And so yeah. when you fire up your game and it knows it's on a Steam Deck, it knows what to do. And there's very little that the user has to do on their end. I think that's where we need to be with this thing for, I think that's Valve's dream, right? What, Is to have yeah. it be like
0: that. I mean, what concerns me about like, so I, I'm kind of torn on the, uh, how much I want this to be a runaway hit, right? Because like, yeah, I think if it's a, hu- if it's a huge success, that'll be good. And it'll also be bad because like it's going to create it'll inevitably create an environment where it's like Steam Deck 2 comes out and it's like just way fucking better than the Steam Deck 1, right? <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. that's just going to be kind of annoying, I think. But, you know, whatever.
1: You know, though, i I rather that in a, with something that's a PC than something that's a handheld, right? Because, like, then you can just be like, oh, the Steam Deck 1 still runs all these games. You have to, like, dumb mm-hmm. a lot of settings down, but you can still get it running, right? As opposed to, like... This is a new system. It may or may not have be backwards compatible. Like, if a Switch Pro comes out, I guarantee you it's going to run all the original Switch games, and that'll be a thing. There's no way. I mean, there's a way, but there's no way Nintendo is going to like screw people over that hard. Yeah. Um. But will people be building games and specing for it, or or is it going to be like, okay, well now the Switch Pro is out, we release this game for the Switch, and it's you can only run it on Pros, like like a new 3DS where it has exclusive. Yeah. So <clears throat> I see that happening more, and I see with something like a PC, it's like, hey, here's a brand new game. It will run on the Steam Deck 1, but you have to do this, that, and the other thing, but it's more optimized for the two, which is better. And then you can just kind of do that forever. Yeah. Like, I'd way rather have that ha- happen on PC, where you own games forever, no matter what, and it's one platform, as opposed to like, oh, I got to rebuy. the Like right now, the Grand Theft Auto 5, you know, uh, Xbox Series X version is about to come out, the PS5 version. Which you're gonna have to rebuy. Those aren't going like. to be free up updates for if you are not. Already... not that, I don't believe so. I think you're gonna have to <laughs> buy it. Which is like, damn! I've bought Grand Theft Five like <laughs> five times. Yeah, uh, which is crazy to me. But so I do. Yeah, it'll be. It's always going to be though. I mean, even like I bought my WinMax last year. There's a better WinMax on indiegogo right now yeah with uh with the tiger lake chip and an amd version and all this other stuff which is like very incremental but it would be a huge upgrade from the one i have now but i'm not like gonna go through all that just for like a small bump i'm pretty happy with how it does now but next year's version i might buy or if they redesign the casing or something yeah, i might yeah, buy yeah. it but also i might just be happy with the steam deck and not deal with it so i don't know there will always be something better
0: but yeah i know i guess we'll we'll see what happens i just um
1: yeah Overall, I'm pretty psyched on it though. I liked all the preview stuff. All the videos were really good. Um, yeah, excited to see what happens. With I, I would be curious to. to
0: I, I don't know how you'd ever figure this out, but I guess like you know, like a, almost like a parallel universe thing where if COVID hadn't happened, you know, you could still buy PC parts easily. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the, the crypto world hadn't ruined GPUs.
1: Like, yeah. would anyone
0: really care about <laughs> this thing? Or, or I guess I as much as, as they do now, because like yeah. what what I've seen too, amongst friends of mine is like, um, like, oh damn, like I've, I wanted to get back into PC gaming. Like my PC is super old and I want to upgrade it. But like,
1: yeah, I now don't want to spend
0: $1,500 on a GPU. Like you could right. buy the top end steam deck and, and have like $800 to spend on games and yeah. be way ahead of just buying like a few PC parts.
1: Yeah, that was uh, one of the other things is like um, for the price, like all the specs of the Steam Deck are very reasonable compared to like something uh, like a similarly equipped laptop you go and Mm -hmm. buy or whatever. It's and a lot of times it's actually even cheaper. So, yeah, it's like a. It could easily be like somebody's main PC, really, if they only wanted to, they want to spend less than a thousand bucks on something that can play games and be a PC and be hooked up to like, and docked and hooked up with a keyboard and all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. And, um, all the, all the WinMaxes and the Ioneos and all the people that are in that space already, the little guys, um. A lot of people do that. There, I know people that are like, well, the WinMax is my only laptop. I use it for work. I use it for games. I use it for whatever. Yeah, because I mean,
0: you could you could build a little kind of like docking station for your Steam Deck. That's just like keyboard, yeah. mouse, monitor, headphones that you just well, plug the, in when you Well, that's the nice
1: thing about um, if they're going to build a dock for it is they're building their own version. But also, it'll work with any other USB-C docks. I like that it's just USB-C because you mm-hmm. can do whatever the hell you want and come up with your own cool idea of, yeah. of a way to dock it or whatever. So yeah, I really
0: like how non-proprietary everything that they're doing is like, yeah. like particularly in a world where, um, yeah, everything seems to get like more and more locked down to have them just be like, yeah. yeah, dude, we don't give a shit. Install windows if you want. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's really yeah, cool. Totally. Yeah. So speaking of which, uh, um, did you have on your list, the, the talking about the, uh, the, uh, bill that's being proposed by, um, a few senators for the uh, app store stuff.
1: Oh, I, saw, on I only s- sort
0: of saw about that. I think but we that could talk that, about that has, uh, that's going to sail through. I think it was going
1: to be a thing that basically is going to force sideloading and third party app stores. Right.
0: Yeah. So, so I mean the, um, it's one of these plain text bills. I mean, it's like not even 10 pages long and not no, but basically no legalese beyond like just the standard definitions at the start of it. Um, yeah, but the basic gist is like if you are a uh app store platform with over 50 million users which basically apple uh-huh. and google you know plus anyone uh-huh. else that uh-huh. comes along i guess um yeah you you can't do like basically anything that they're doing now like force a single app store uh you know prevent other payment methods like all that stuff like you gotta uh-huh. open her up yeah. and um you know it's a it's it's being pushed through a, a, on a bipartisan basis um Mm-hmm. I think Amy Klobuchar and Marsha Blackburn are the ones that are, um, that proposed it. And that, that's like a fucking political yin yang if I've ever seen one, because like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. Marsha Blackburn's from Tennessee here and she is like, as Republican as you get. And Amy Klobuchar is, you know, pretty yeah. left leaning, you know? So,
1: Oh, here it is. Here's the link to Matt story on it. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it. it's written like in a very, very plain text kind of way like you know yeah. i've extremely non-controversial i would think i mean it's just like hey if you're a huge app star you need to do a lot of competition
1: yeah. Full, yeah full
0: stop kind of thing like like no i don't know like it's it unlike a lot of legislation that goes through in this country that's like filled with like weird loopholes and like you know like stuff getting added to it and everything else that that make it more controversial i think this is going to be a very yeah. like Oh yeah, sure. Like this makes sense. Like oh. let's just do this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, which makes yeah, you wonder like what's yeah. gonna happen with the whole epic thing, because yeah. remember when we first talked about this, like one of my uh, my one of my theories on what the potential outcome would be the judge just kind of like throwing the you know, like having a non-decision being like, hey, this is not a thing that needs to be decided in courts, like this is an FD, FTC like, mm-hmm. law thing that needs to be made, not you know, yeah. me deciding yeah. this year. So, um, I guess this is this is the response to that, maybe. I don't know. So, I guess we'll see. I don't know, but yeah, you're going, you're going super robot y on me all of a sudden. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, um, I wonder, like, um, I remember Apple coming out and being like, Oh, did the internet break? I think. You, I think. Am I gone?
0: No, you're still here. You're Do just, you hear me? You're barely hanging on. you look like you're um, you're talking via really? a uh, Vietnam era walkie-talkie. Well, oh, there you go. You're getting better. It's healing.
1: Am I getting better? The world is, is the healing. internet connection healing. Save me, I, Skype.
0: I can just try. Tell home. me when I'm
1: acceptable.
0: I would say you're getting there now.
1: Getting to acceptability.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, you're pretty good.
1: Maybe I got my internet sick too.
0: Maybe. The internet has Maybe. the Rona. The Rona's in the internet. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with this. I'm I'm interested in following along. Um Just because like, I don't know. It would just be really neat to be able to have like emulators on my phone. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's yeah. pretty much my thing. Is like, it would be just nice to have shit on your phone that Apple doesn't yeah. allow, you know, like uh, yeah. xCloud yeah. for instance. And um, right. Things like that, you know?
1: Yeah. I wonder if it would be like uh, the nightmare scenario that Apple outlines if this happened and how security would be totally broken and stuff like that. Like, how many people really would get tricked into dumb shit on their iPhone, like accepting whatever and putting malware and, and whatever? Like, would, would that sort of thing skyrocket, do you think? Or do you think people are smart enough to manage their own shit? Well and I mean so
0: on Android right now you can sideload pretty much anything that you want. And um but in order to do so you need to click through like several increasingly severe sounding warnings. You know, the first one is basically yeah. like, you know, you go into your set and I haven't done it in a while, so this is like paraphrase, but like you know, the first one is like go into your settings and, you know, check the box to allow third party software yeah. or, or whatever. And it's like are you sure like third-party software that you know might not be uh verified by google it might damage your phone yeah. like you know you need to click through like several of those where it finally is like you can potentially be downloading like spyware and like all sorts of bad shit like are you sure you yeah. want to do this and if you hit yes to that you can just someone emails you an apk file and just install it on your phone and run it like a computer you know installing this app will result in death are you sure yeah yep which like yeah, i don't, I, don't I mean i don't see necessarily see anything wrong with that you know i mean like if uh I don't either. If, if the platforms, yeah. you know, the, the operating system and hardware providers, like, you know, just yeah. include warnings like, Hey, you know, you're right. You're exiting the walled garden. Are you sure? Um, yeah. and they build their operating system in a way that like, you know, applications are sandboxed and like, you can't just like download some random thing. And suddenly it's like harvesting yeah. every piece of data on your phone. Like, yeah, who cares? Yeah. Like, you know, if you yeah. only want it and, and this has been like, what's, and of course, fucking Mac Rumors comments every single time <laughs> this comes up is like, Mm-hmm. Uh, people are like, Oh, this is going to ruin the iPhone, blah, blah, blah. And it's mm-hmm. like, if you don't want to install third party shit, don't install third party shit. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Arguably it's easiest to just do nothing different, you know? Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, we'll see. That'd be really interesting. I do kind of agree with you that it might sail on through and get approved. And then, you know,
0: I think mean, it's like, God, I wonder
1: what Apple would do
0: the different the different hearings that they've had on you know similar stuff to this lately have been yeah. i don't think look good at all for like apple right. and google and like these different tech no that come in you know it's pretty much like yeah uh, it's like all right you're legally required to sit here for two hours while we just kick the shit out of you kind of thing yeah, you know right totally. so, so this sort of stuff is kind of inevitable i think and i don't know i mean apple yeah. kind of made their own bet yeah. on this so yeah.
1: we'll see totally <coughs> um Anywho, let's push forward to... um, I actually want to talk about this Game of the Week game. Sure. If you can figure that out. Yeah. Um, So this is Luca Redwood's new game. Um, He is the creator of 10 Million and You Must Build a Boat, among others. Hell yeah. One of our favorite people. One of the best dudes ever. And um, didn't even know he was working on a new game. And so a sort of surprise launched last week. And he's basically like, this is how I spent the pandemic, working on a new game. It's good. I spent the
0: pandemic losing weight, and then as soon as (laughs) I got vaccinated, uh, we went totally nuts and
1: got fat again. Yeah. Um, So anyway, the game's called Infinity Island, and um, I make the point that both 10 million and You Must Build a Boat are like master classes and designing like a a really good progression system right where you play and you play there's like a really good gameplay hook there's a good loop and then there's a good progression system that kind of feeds your brain i want to play one more i want to upgrade one more thing i want to unlock one more thing um and they're just awesome like that um so infinity island is like an idle game basically it's like progression system the game and um M- like most idle games are like bitcoin billionaire whatever yeah. and um and so i was like oh that's really interesting like this guy that's already got ha- has nailed it before with progression systems is building like an entirely progression based idle game this should be pretty cool and it is it's like um the 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 basic premise is like you start an island and then you sort of like collect almost like pokemon these little creatures the little creatures earn you money you can upgrade them so they make you more money you dump all that money into upgrades. And then kind of like the gameplay hook is um, this like harpooning mini game. So your island has this harpoon that you can launch out. And then it pulls back boxes that can be filled with various treasures. All those different treasure types can be fed into the crafting system to, to make uh, all the little pets um, upgraded and earn more money. And it's just a big, huge loop of a million things to upgrade and collect. And, and a huge skill trees of things on your island that you can build and upgrade and blah 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 all of it to serve the purpose of making more and more money making more progress bars go up all that good stuff and um the harpooning mini game is actually pretty fun there's not much to it it feels kind of like a um like a blend of like a ridiculous fishing sort of the fishing part from that um and maybe like timing based kind of like um like a uh, old golf game or something like that, how you have the meter, you got to tap it just the right time. Yeah, um, It's reasonably fun. It's nothing crazy, but whatever. But really the meat of this game is like, once you get hooked on the upgrade cycle, that's when you want to keep coming back. And I've played this game very obsessively since it came out. And um, so anyway, uh Yeah. That's all fine. Idle games like this are fine. They're not they don't have to, you know, cure cancer or anything like that. It's just a fun, dumb thing to pull out and watch the numbers go up and it makes you happy. Um, what struck me about this one in particular and why I wanted to talk about it is because um it has some of the most like predatory monetization I've ever seen. And you think of but stuff good like good on uh, him though, man. Like fuck it. <laughs> well, It's funny because, like, uh, you think of, like, $10 and stuff. I think, and You Must Build a Boat, both paid games. I think Mm. the only free-to-play game he did was, like, the, what was the, like, quiz game where you played with each other or Uh, whatever. I can't remember the name. Smarter
0: Than You, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. And that had, like, a really clever sort of monetization where you could, like, send hints or something like that. But, so, anyway, Luca doesn't really do free-to-play games. Um, And so I thought this was interesting, too, that this is a free-to-play game. Um, and it's funny because like I got obsessed with this game, played it like, it's, I don't even want to talk about how many times I drained my battery. And I don't <laughs> normally drain a battery before I go to bed, but I was noticeably draining it playing this, um, because I was just checking it every few minutes and just, there's always something to do, even if it's just a little incremental, you know, bit of, of progress. Um, and so anyway, it's really good. It's really satisfying. It's a great idle game, but yeah, you certainly hit points where, it throws these very gross monetization tactics at you. A lot of them are like the uh, make you feel like you're about to miss out on something cool, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, dude. You know, first first of all, there's a lot of like watch an ad to like double a reward or something like that. And a lot of them are like, man, I really I – ha- I I'm getting this many of these stupid in-game currency, but I could double that with just 30 seconds. Okay, fuck it. You know, I'll do it. Uh, or there'll be other times where it's like, do you want to watch an ad to do this? Get an extra bonus. Like, you pick, you can pick a bonus for free, but here's a, another bonus if you want one to watch an ad. So I find myself, like, these sorts of games, and this isn't... It's not exclusive to this game at all, and I've I've fallen in this trap before, but you sort of feel like, what am I doing with my life? And this is... I think I've watched more ads than I've <laughs> spent time playing the actual yeah, yeah, game yeah, yeah. itself. And I'm not enjoying it at all, but I'm, like, begrudgingly pushing the ad because I know... I want the dumb bonus or whatever. Um, and so, I mean, there's nothing inherently wrong with this because I feel like it's, Hey, it's you chose to push that button and watch that ad, right? You didn't have to do that. Yeah. or whatever. Um, but I feel like there's some, some uh, psychological tricks being played on you where it makes you, even if you don't want to, you're pushing the button and watching the ad and doing the things. And then it becomes, well, I watched it before I and mean, we watched it again. And, What's well, another thirty seconds of watching this stupid ad that I hate? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you start feeling bitter or whatever. And then, and then the other th- trick that this game does, that I thought was pretty sneaky, is um, I think the first game I ever saw do this was Tiny Tower, but it was basically like Tiny Tower had bucks, right? And that was like the premium in currency. Yeah. Um, and then you could like earn bucks through doing things while playing, but then also every time you did, they would also throw some bucks in like a little like chest. And then it would slowly fill up. And then eventually you could buy an in-app purchase and it would give you all of those bucks that had filled into the chest. And so, ideally, you'd want to wait as long as possible until that chest was really full of bucks to get, like, the most money's worth out of the in-app purchase. Because you could buy it when you've saved up 100 in it, but you could also wait until there was, like, 1,000. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like a little war chest of in-game premium currency. Um, This game does the same thing with its tickets or whatever, which is like one of the premium currencies. And um, you earn tickets that you get to keep and use immediately, but then it also sends a, a, the same amount of tickets into this chest that's tied to an in a purchase. And the chest will fill up eventually. And it does this little thing to you where when you're earning tickets, it goes, it looks like it's sending them into the chest, but then they're like bouncing off because mm-hmm. your chest is full, right? Yeah. So, you, so then you feel like, oh man, I could be earning you know, free tickets basically that are not, my, my chest is full and so they're not going in there or whatever. So it sort of gives you that feeling of like, damn it, I need to go buy that and empty it so I can start putting these, cashing these things away and saving them again. And um, I mean, it worked. I bought that chest like three times now. <laughs> it's a $5 chest. I've spent 15 bucks on this game in the last week. It came out a week ago. And um, you know... It's not like the worst money I've spent in a game where sometimes you spend it and you're immediately like, I don't feel happy at all that I did that. I feel terrible and I hate this game now or whatever. Um, It's always been like, okay, cool. Like I can do a lot of cool stuff with this dumb stuff that I bought or whatever. Um, But it's also like and I mean, the amount of hours I put in this game in the, the last week, I feel like 15 bucks is fair. That's a you know, I've played this game a lot. But also it's a never-ending cycle. Like I don't there's no end in sight for this. Yeah. And so yeah. it's also that it's just mindless enough that it makes you feel like um what am I doing with my life playing this? You open it and it'll almost feel dirty. Like I could be doing a million other more productive things. But I'm gonna open this thing up, I'm gonna max out all the things, I'm gonna make sure I'm earning maximum amount of whatever. It's just like a weird, weird sick cycle. So I don't know. I stand by the Game of the Week thing. I like this game still. I'm still playing it. I played it all day today already. Um, The monetization, I think, knowing Luca personally makes this sort of different for me because I'm like, that dude is not like twiddling his mustache and thinking about, how can I implement this thing and make people? He might be. He he might be a changed man after COVID. (laughs) (laughs) This is like a dude that more i picture it more of being like man i've never done a free-to-play game and i've seen these other free games do this i'm gonna yeah, put yeah. this in my game and see how it works or whatever not realizing that like he and then luca comes it to worked really well in a, driving a ferrari to the tempest yeah. for lunch but also he's the type of dude that if somebody was like oh the, the monetization turned me off and i felt disgusted and i even spent money and felt gross about it and i just feel bad now he'd be like I don't want anyone to feel bad playing a video game. I want people to be happy. You know what I mean? Um, but I see it more as like an experiment. Like, let me see what happens if I implement this ad thing this way or whatever. Not realizing that he created like this awful, like psychological gambling tick in people's brains or, or whatever. Um, so I don't think there's any malicious intent. But this is definitely one of the games that's like, if you have a problem, <laughs> like, hmm. don't, don't go near it. Um, or as long, if you're strong, the, the flip story is like, if you're strong, you don't care about like, I might miss out on a bonus, like whatever. Um, you can play this game for a million years and it's a fun, stupid time waster that so you can probably play forever and upgrade things forever. There's probably no end. It's Infinity Island. And yeah. the other thing is you can prestige. So you get to a point where everything feels maxed out and you're not earning as much. You're not being able to upgrade as much. You prestige, everything starts at zero, but you keep a bunch of the crap, the permanent stuff that you're and that you had earned previously in previous playthroughs. So I'm on like, I think my sixth prestige or something like that. It's ridiculous, but um, it does make a difference. Once you prestige, then it's like the, the progression starts again or whatever. Um, Oh, here you go. Yeah.
0: So I'm looking at Mm -hmm. the reviews right now. This is from uh, a hacker alias nibble and bits. One star Mm -hmm. disappointed, Mm -hmm. filled with dark patterns. He says, (laughs) they say, I thought I'd give this a shot after loving the match three games by this developer. I thought there might be, wait a minute. I thought there might be, and I was wonder this sentence of the make sense. Okay. I'm just going to read the words and you your brain can parse it. Okay. I, I thought there might be, and I was wonder if there might be some interesting payoff on the idle genre, but instead it feels like a cheap knockoff of an already scummy genre I realized I needed to delete after the ticket machine filled and the game refused all input until you triggered a potential purchase. Shocked, this got past app review with predatory actions like that, and it has now soured me on You Must Build a Boat and 10 million too. <laughs> well,
1: that's dumb. This game shouldn't sour you on the previous games at all, but here's, also that sounds like a bug because there's nothing that makes you buy anything before you can keep going. Here's another one.
0: Such a shame. One star. Unfortunately, this is your typical whale hunting cash grab. Things on cooldown, random ads, and premium currency. Stay away. Stay far, far away. Take everything you know about You Must Build a Boat and throw it in the trash, along with this game. <laughs> I've had so many hours of fun with quote-unquote boats, and now to see such great developers go down this route, it's, route, it's really a shame. Oh, that's funny. There was another...
1: Huh. I wonder... Uh, I should shoot him an email or something and be like, hey, do you want to talk about this? Because... Um, I'm sure he hates seeing things like that. And it, I th- it especially doesn't make sense to me to be like, oh, I tried this developer's new game and it rubbed me the wrong way. And so now the, his old games are dead to me now. Like, what well, sense does that make? People are but, fucking stupid. You know, if you, I totally understand if you played this game and you're like, man, I expected something different from the guy that made $10 million. But also, this game never like tries to hide what it is. Um, Here's another one-star...
0: Feeds on FOMO. One star by hacker alias yeah. Pendemonium. I liked That's it at first. Bought the first IP to show support. Even watch ads without being annoyed. Since they weren't crammed down my throat. But then the next IP popped up, upgrading the ticket machine. <laughs> if you play until you get to that point, you'll see how it's powered by FOMO. The way you watch tickets bounce off the full ticket machine. The way it's priced only five dollars when getting five thousand tickets otherwise it would cost close to sixty. It is, of course, their game, and they can monetize it however they want. I just won't play it anymore.
1: It's actually funny. fueled by FOMO, I feel like. Is, that's that's I mean, a monetization strategy. That's, I mean, that's the idea. It's super idea. true. Um, so anyway, yeah, I just wanted to talk about this. Because I thought it was an interesting discussion given um, Luca's past and the previous games. Yeah, Luca's a cool guy. And, I look yeah, forward to guy. the world I,
0: returning to normal so I can eat uh, a, a fried chicken sandwich at the Tempest with him. I know. Once again.
1: Um, but yeah, maybe I'll shoot him an email or something like that and see if he wants to talk about this or see what his thoughts are or where his head was at when he was trying to make this. Because like I said, I don't think there's any intentional malicious stuff. He'll, he'll respond. In. He'll be like, oh, where's your head at when you're building this? And they'll just respond like a Mr.
0: Krabs gif with him just like rolling in money yeah
1: what do you think (laughs) yeah what do you think dipshit (laughs) yeah
0: um or maybe he'll send you a a, a photo of like his child in front of an empty plate (laughs) eating eating one bean for dinner
1: (laughs) um i would encourage anyone to try it out though just to see what it's like and um see what I'm talking about or whatever. And maybe I'm crazy for thinking it's fun in the first place because it really is a, a very non-game in a lot of ways. But there's a lot of fun systems in it too. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. But know, Infinity I... Island is the name of it. It's free. Um, download it and check it out. Maybe we can talk about it some more next week. I love progress um, games. So I got no yeah, problem with this. I think it's cool. So I'm going to try and zip, zip through the news stories because i uh, sure. running short on time and I'm running short on my voice working i think um so horizon chase we talked about this game a million times one of our favorites um they're teasing a big expansion that looks like it's going to include f1 racing um so they tweeted out a little video of that uh unfortunately nothing more to come from that but the uh the update will come to pc mobile and consoles they're very quickly moving um For a long time, the mobile version was kind of its own thing, and the console versions and PC version were kind of their own thing. Yeah. I feel like it's all converging, and eventually it's going to just be like Horizon Chase on any platform. It's all basically the same game. Um, So that's pretty cool. But, yeah, Yeah. F1 racing seems really cool. Gives me a Virtua Fighter vibe or a Virtua Racing vibe, which is pretty cool. So we'll see where that goes. Um, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, too. Tesla Force is 10 tons. Uh, latest top down shooter it's a spin off of tesla versus lovecraft which is one of my favorite top down shooters yeah, of all it's time it's really good i think that's on uh, is that tesla... also
0: on switch right
1: yeah yeah uh yeah for 99% it sure it's on switch yeah. right? most of their games are on switch um anyway tesla force is like that game if it was a roguelike has randomly generated uh levels and bosses and enemies and uh all that good stuff Also, three more additional playable characters, and then tons of cool weaponry, which is what makes the original game so cool. Um, Anyway, they released this on PC back in December, and um, we'd always kind of known it was heading towards mobile. Um, They recently did a beta test for it and stuff, and that all seems good to go, because now they've uh, put it up for pre-order, and it's launching on August 19th, which is just a week from today. So, uh, Tesla Force. All the ten ton, ten tons top down dual stick shooter type really games good. or whatever—they all play really good on touchscreen, um, and they're all really good in their own unique ways, which I think is cool. So, always look forward to a new one from them. Tesla Force um, will be out next week, and you can pre-order it now. And it's a paid game; it's six bucks, pretty cheap, and uh, no shenanigans, which is cool. So, um, this was announced just yesterday, I believe. Uh, Viking strategy game Northguard. Which just launched on mobile in April, I think, or March, um, is going to be getting online play. Um, this was a popular game on uh, PC and consoles, um, and those versions all included like online play with friends. And then the mo- it came out on mobile and it didn't include that. That's not. Didn't this launch happens. on mobile That's, like way after? Kind okay. of. I think it came out on PC like in 2018 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, because I remember seeing it on.
0: I think we saw it at PAX in that weird little, like, fart cloud of an indie
1: uh-huh, section. Yeah. And no, I th- yeah, I think you're right. Like, it was one of yeah. those
0: games where it was like, oh, this is a mobile game. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. This is a PC game. This is a mobile game. This is a PC game for real
1: gamers. <laughs> yeah. We Don't you got, dare got say treatment. this looks like a mobile game. <laughs> right. Um, anywho, so Play Digits who brought it to uh, mobile in the first place, has announced that um, it's going to... It's online multiplayer mode, which is cool, and also the um, Android version is launching next week, and the Android and iOS people will be able to play online with each other. Not uh, PC or other platforms or anything like that, but just the two mobile platforms will be able able to play online with each other, which, that's pretty cool. Interesting. Um, Yeah, nice that it's getting the online in the first place, and extra nice that it's going to be cross-platform like that, so... Pretty sweet. If you like North guard and want to play against people, um, that online multiplayer update they think will launch by late September. So sometime next month, pretty cool. Um, this is a big all over the, the internet news story yesterday. Um, apparently the original 3d grand theft auto trilogy is getting a remaster and it's going to release on all platforms, including mobile. And, um, not that far-fetched of a rumor. I feel like this rumor's been swirling for years. But... I don't know. If I Kotaku, had to... If I had to guess, I would say
0: everything but mobile. Because Rockstar's mobile, they seem like they're just so over, all over the place
1: with... They fizzled out, but I also don't see why they wouldn't. Because all of their releases on mobile have sold really well. And they sell them for like 10 bucks. So, um, we'll see. They to their credit they have definitely cooled off on releasing mobile games but they have kept all of theirs updated with things they didn't have to do like full screen support and stuff like that so um i think if this is this rumor is true it definitely will end up coming to mobile too um one of the details so this was Kotaku's the one who says they have sources and they verified all this stuff and so it's really really happening but nothing's ever been officially confirmed yet but um so their sources say that uh The games are basically being remade in Unreal Engine. Hmm. And um, that makes sense because then that Unreal Engine works on every platform, right? So you could build, you know, remaster it once. It's kind of like if you rebuilt it in Unity, you'd be able to put it everywhere. Um, So that kind of makes sense for it coming to every platform and them having to just basically maintain one version of the game. Um, But also, it's not a remake in the sense that, like, everything's getting redone or whatever. They're actually trying to maintain the look compared to, like, the original PS2 games. But um, they, they liken it to um, people on PC that run the game with a bunch of, like, mods that improve, like, the frame rate or improve, like, the resolution or, or whatever. So not like a big graphical remake, but more like a remaster, I guess you could call it. And um, it's funny because I embedded one of these videos, but this guy, Internet Rob. Um, has a bunch of videos on, on GTA mods or whatever there, dude, watch some of those videos because I had no idea there were so many crazy mods for this game, but you can basically do anything to these old games and, and it improves so much, um, about them that it's just crazy. So, um, watching his videos made me be like, oh my God, I want a fully decked out modded GTA San Andreas. I want to play that right now. (laughs) Um, (coughs) Chances are that uh, if if Rockstar is, is doing, like, an official remaster or whatever, it's not going to be, like, including all these cool mods that the yeah. fan community came up with. But if it was just, like, a good up-res um, version that maybe had, like, less clunky controls and aiming and stuff like that, and, and it was available on, like, Switch and mobile and all the consoles, um, that'd What's be cool. It, cool you, with did, that. Did you see that news story that came out uh, this
0: week or maybe it was late last week? Um about Rockstar like doing all sorts of crazy shit to like shutting down
1: mods and stuff. Oh, yeah, they've they've a couple times over the last couple years. That's actually one of the things that's fueled this rumor is like kind of like the video I embedded below, but people that do like crazy mod stuff um Rockstar's I, had their videos taken down. I just like don't
0: know. I mean, I I just like don't know why these big companies don't like fully embrace those people, right? Like Dude like imagine, like uh, God, they could they could put together like I think about this with Skyrim a lot more because yeah. Skyrim's mod or, and actually Bethesda stuff just in general like there's a bunch of Fallout mods and stuff like that but like yeah I mean I feel like the easiest lowest hanging fruit for those guys would be releasing a version that's you know like I don't know like Skyrim colon uh, community edition or something like that yeah, where right. it's like right. we cherry picked the top 250 mods or whatever. Yeah, they're all in this game, like because you can't yeah. you can't get them on console and stuff, you know. Like so, all right. these things are in the game. Turn them on and off as you want, and then yeah. pay out the mod creators, you know, right. however much because it's going to be like the cheapest game that you'll ever make. Because most of these guys, I bet, I bet if you approach these dudes that are making these mods and you're like, hey, we want to make this like an official thing, like we'll give you like ten yeah. grand to include this thing, they would yeah. shit their pants. I mean, like just oh, truly yeah. lose their minds over the fact of like being contacted by them to be included in like an official capacity in any sort. Yeah. I and
1: know. I, I people would
0: Probably buy it like crazy. I would buy Skyrim again if it was like, Hey, this mm-hmm. has, you know, a hundred of the best mods or whatever.
1: Um, yeah. All day long. No problem. You know? Yeah, and it just, that's just, <clears throat> I don't know. It it's, drives me nuts too. Cause that's how this San Andreas is where it's like, Oh, now that I watched this dude had 57 mods installed at the same time that do a mi- basically change the game. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to play vanilla San Andreas now after seeing how it could be. Yeah. Like, I want this version. Just package it up. I'll buy it for 30 bucks. I don't care. Like, that's, whatever.
0: That's one of the things that kind of bummed me out about, um, you know, playing Skyrim on console was like I was talking to like friends of mine about it. And they were like telling me like, oh, yeah, you got to download these like quality of life mods, you know, because yeah. like it's you like this one sells your stuff instantly. You're like blah, 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 like that kind of stuff, you know. And I'm like, oh, I'm on, yeah. I'm playing on Xbox. All I have are extremely long load times.
1: No, yeah, I same way. Like, I have I played Skyrim on Xbox when it came out, and then I bought it again on Switch and played through a bunch of it. And um, I think it's still fun. The vanilla game is still fun to me or whatever, but people are always like, I don't even touch Skyrim that's not modded. Like, yeah. absolutely not. Like, are you crazy? But now I sort of get it where I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, once you go, go down that route, you can't, like, go back, yeah. you know?
0: Like, let's see, what's the... You know, like what the, the best Skyrim mods are now. I mean like they, they were doing like crazy, crazy stuff in Skyrim, like adding adding content, like quality of life stuff, like like you yeah. name it, you know. Yeah. Um yeah, like more hairstyles, more races, more equipment, more weapons, um right. you know, all that kind of stuff. Like it's a crazy rebel. There one. was one that added like a total, like all these different like crafting systems, even that I saw that, that looked mm-hmm. super cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. yeah i don't know
1: if there's some big reason that companies don't do this but like the fan communities and the mod communities are vibrant in games like this especially you know like uh these gta games are all like 15 plus years old and it's like uh man let them let them go nuts creating like extra content and stuff like yeah okay like, so like, this, this is what i was that.
0: thinking of is the, the unofficial skyrim legendary edition patch which is Mm -hmm. like the thing to download. So this has, um, this features on a top level, hundreds of gameplay quests, NPC object item, text and place bugs fixed. So it's like fixing an insane (laughs) amount of stuff in the game. Um, and I just like, it just doesn't delete anything from the original only adds to it, you know? Um, and it's designed to be like as compatible with as much stuff as possible. So like, it doesn't mess up anything else. And, um, I don't know. It's,
1: that's pretty cool. there's a um there was a mod that i I uh, haven't installed yet, but i I read about it and was considering it the um Fallout three mod where they basically rebuilt Fallout three and Fallout Vegas's engine. Mm-hmm. So you have all the additional stuff that was added in Vegas in new Vegas and um but as part of Fallout three or whatever. and it also combines New Vegas so you can travel to it from from Fallout three's world or whatever. Um I thought that was really cool. I actually think I think stuff exists for the GTA games too where you um essentially like can travel to an airport and be like I'm going to fly to Liber- Liberty City. I'm going to fly down to Vice City. I'm going to f- go back to San Andreas. Like you can visit all three games in one kind of which I think that makes yeah, a lot of Yeah, that's sense cool. Too. That's really cool. Um so I don't know. There's yeah, the the fans come through with stuff like that and I do wish that more I think Bethesda been, has been good with um all the Doom stuff where they've been like a lot of fan maps they've added to the new doom ports or whatever, um, which I thought was pretty cool. So, I mean, they found a way to do that. I feel like there's other things that they could do. But. Yeah. Yeah. It would just okay. be nice to see those people embrace more. That's all. <coughs> anyway,
0: <clears throat> cause like, remember, right. you know, like, like the Sonic, um, Sonic CD and everything else, like that was a fan project yeah. that instead of Sega shutting it down, they were like, Hey, this is cool. Like, let's make this an official thing. And that's and gone on since, um, yeah, like remake the old games and release um, uh, Sonic uh, Mania, right? Mania, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Which was outstanding.
1: Yeah. Maybe the best Sonic game, actually. Like All for... that spurred from just a fan thing. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, kind of yeah. crazy to think about. Um, so if this is true, they're remastering these three Grand Theft Autos. Um, the plan is that they'll release in late October, early November um, on all platforms, but they also caveat that with um, they're focusing on console first and foremost, and so that means the PC and mobile versions might get pushed back to next year sometime. We will see. Uh, Rockstar still has yet to, uh, you know, make any of this stuff official, but it seems pretty not far fetched that this would be going on.
0: Um, yeah. So, anywho, yeah, uh, it seems moving cool. on. I'm, I'm curious, like, how different the games are going to feel because, like, remember yeah. the Tony Hawk Pro Skater two i think or one or the the, the, the remake that port? was on xbox oh f- one and like, two yeah. yeah but not this one that recently came out the one before that oh tony hawk hd yeah um because uh-huh. they remade that game unreal and it was just like i don't know yeah, it just like, screwed up. wasn't the same the f- you know the it, feel, like,
1: it felt bad yeah. yeah yeah tony hawk one and two that the most recent. oh yeah ones those are outstanding enough yeah. To play that. Yeah. yeah yeah um anywho uh so Fantasian on Apple Arcade um, got its Part 2 update this week. And uh, basically the game is finished now. It was a two-parter. Part 1 launched. Um, I don't know. When did this launch? Last year maybe? This year? I can't keep track Wait, of this last stuff. Last
0: year, I think?
1: <laughs> I don't know. What is time? I... <laughs> what is time? <laughs> maybe it launch, did it launch with Apple Arcade two years ago? I don't remember. Um, anywho, Part 2 is said to be another 40 to 60 hours. Which I'm like man, do I have that kind of time? I got a lot of Infinity Island buttons to push, so yeah. I don't know if I have time to play Fantasian. But um, from what I've heard, that uh, I haven't really spent much time with this game, but I love the look of it. The visual style is really cool, and everyone seems to like it. Um, it's from the dude that, that did Final Fantasy, and so that kind of makes it a big deal. But everyone does seem to genuinely like the game, and um, now that it's complete, Sean's actually going to throw his two cents in and do a review for it. Um, he didn't want to review just part one so now that both parts are out we'll have a review for it someday Sean's usually pretty quick and uh, yeah worth checking out if you do the Apple Arcade thing um, <clears throat> this was just announced today um, Digis is going to bring Sparklight, Sparklight to mobile um, I don't know if you've played this game I've seen it a bunch of times and I've always considered buying it on the various systems it's on but, um, this is like a, uh, roguelike Legend of Zelda link to the past is how some people describe it. Yeah, this, um, this also is very on switch, right? Yeah. This I've gotten very
0: switch. close to buying this on switch several just times, saying, but yeah, yeah. then my, the, <laughs> the game purchasing
1: moratorium remains in effect on switch until totally. I play through at least
0: like yeah, the, one more. I guarantee
1: like, this has been on my wish list since it came out, but I just never bought it. Um, but now that it's coming to mobile, I'm like, yeah, I'll play it. Um, I would also liken it to something like Hyper Light Drifter or Songbringer are two yeah. similar games that were kind of being like Zelda but roguelike. Um, that's sort of what Sparklight does. Really, really good pixel graphics and stuff. If you haven't seen the trailers before, you should definitely watch this mobile announcement trailer because it's a really great-looking game. Um, very interested to try it out now that it's coming to mobile. So that's pretty cool. Um, I don't think they have... Oh, later this year for iOS and Android, no specific date, but, uh, Play Digis does good work bringing stuff to mobile. So very excited about Sparklight. Um, and then the last thing I had to talk about is I haven't had a chance to post it on Touch Arcade yet. So this is the Mac rumors version. Um, Castlevania Grimoire of Souls came back from the dead today and is going to be an Apple Arcade game, which I, that was the last thing in the world I was expecting to hear about. Um. So, Grimoire of Souls. I don't remember when it was originally announced, but it was like 2016 or something like that. It was several years ago, and it was basically like what a lot of free to play mobile games do with popular series, where they're like, "Hey, here's little bits of all the all of the games that you love, jam packed into one like free to play mobile game, where you can collect all the characters from across the series and fight all the enemies and blah 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 blah." But it was very set up. It was very, you know, set up in a very free to play like way yeah <coughs>
0: well so i Word. um look forward to this having all of the same free-to-play trimmings but just not the ability to buy anything you
1: know, like. well, that's what that's what interests me about this so i played it this was soft launched for a really long time i think like several different times i think they soft launched it pulled it tweaked it re-soft launched it whatever it's gone through some stuff and um, at one point, I did download one of the versions and play it and um, like it a lot. I like playing it. Like, the gameplay is really good. Like, a, you wouldn't think a Castlevania game works that well on touchscreen, but Symphony of the Night works great. And this is very similar. Like, the the hacking, slashing, and jumping and all that good stuff works well on the touchscreen, much more so than you probably think. Um, and it's all fun to play. The thing that turned me off to this game is it was, like, the most confusing free-to-play game in the world where you had this weird central hub. You had these different, like, doors you can go in to do different things. You had a million different currencies and things to collect and upgrade and blah, blah, blah. And, like, some of that stuff is fine. Like, I occasionally get into free-to-play games. I have stuff like that. And it's, you know, you figure it out. But some of it is just, like, I don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah. yeah. I don't have time to spend to figure it out. And so I'm just going to not play this game. right? Right? Right. And that's kind of where I ended up with this, where it was like, I like the idea of it. I like the idea of playing all the different vampire killers from all the different Castlevanias and stuff like that and seeing all these different enemies from all the different games. Like, It was great fan service and it was fun to play, but it was just like confusing as hell free-to-play game. So now I'm like, what's with the Apple Arcade version? Is it going to be the same but just no internet purchases or are they really rejiggering this to actually be like a cool sort of like um, – I don't know, time attack or boss rush mode style game where you can play in little tight snippets um, and and earn and unlock new things? Or is it going to just be the same confusing as hell game but you just can't buy stuff in it? Yeah. Um, whatever the case, I am very uh, surprised to see this come but also happy because um, even with its flaws, a lot of people uh, who played the soft launch version were like, dude, I liked it. I want it to, I wish they didn't pull it. Because yeah, this did officially, it's, it's not that it never, it never launched officially and they did officially shut it down the soft launch version. Yeah. They pulled the plug on this thing.
0: I, I fucked around um, with this. I mean, I thought the soft launch was cool, but yeah, like you're saying, like yeah. the economy design was like, oh my God, this is crazy.
1: It is super crazy. Like worse than a, a normal game, even normal free-to-play game. So um, the metadata for the app store says September 17th. Um, which sounds about right, about a month from now. Um, so I'm really curious to get my hands on this one, the Apple Arcade version. Um, also just interesting that Konami threw this at Apple and was like, hey, let's put this on Arcade, or did Apple approach them? Or yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'd love to know how this all went down too, to be like, hey, that bro- that broken free-to-play game that you pulled the plug on, mm. yeah, we want that. <laughs> okay. So I'm <coughs> very curious to see how this all works out, but... Surprising news, to say the least. And um, that's it. That's all i got to talk about. voice is going to die. I'm going to have to drive this bus off the overpass, if you know what I'm saying. Not the overpass. (laughs) So with all that, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. And as always, Touch Arcade is primarily supported through our listeners and our readers and our viewers. So if you like what we do and want to see us continue doing it, please check out patreon.com forward slash touch arcade And consider throwing a little support our way. Also, you can help us out by doing your Amazon shopping through toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon. And we didn't get any emails this week, but I think everybody that wanted to share their story has shared it. But if you still have a story you want to share you just want to say hi, shoot us an email at podcast at toucharcade.com. We love hearing from you guys. And with all that... Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with another episode of the Touch Arcade Show next week. See ya. Well, next week maybe, depending on what happens with your... your Depending on (laughs) baby action. Maybe next week, maybe not. Wish me luck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) See ya.